Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Chapter 20. A Concert Under the Sea. Sora and Kyrie were sleeping soundly in Sora's room. Kyrie was snuggled up in Sora's shoulder, her breathing soft and rhythmic. While Sora's head was turned towards her, one arm resting beneath him, while another was lightly wrapped around her back, keeping her close. He snored softly, no longer as loud as when the high wind had fallen under attack. Kyrie had one arm pinned under her as well, gripping Sora's jacket in her palm, while the other was around Sora's neck, her fingers entwined in his chocolate hair. Their hearts beat as one under the blankets that were wrapped over them while they rested and recovered a little from the day's events. A light snapped on and they both winced from the electric light forcing them awake. Carrie removed her hand from Sora's hair and started rubbing her eyes as Sora yawned and lifted his arms. Wake up you two, Max said brightly from the door, a smirk on his face. Carrie stopped rubbing her eyes and turned her head sideways into the soft white fleece on the inside of Sora's jacket. Five more minutes, Max, she mumbled, calmly breathing in to trying to fall asleep again as Sora mouthed the same thing and placed his arm around her again. Max just chuckled and shook his head. Come on now, he said encouragingly, banging his fist on the wall. We're in orbit above Atlantica. Sora and Carrie cracked open their eyes and glared at him for disturbing their slumber. Max raised his hands defensively and turned around while he still smiled. Fine, I'll turn around, let you two get out without embarrassing yourselves in front of me. He flickered his head back around to see both of them flushing red. Man, Max chuckled as he turned his head from them again. You guys are too easy. I know you're both smarter than that. Roxas and Nominate, though. I'm not so sure about. Soros flung the covers off of both of him and Kyrie and stepped out of bed. Jeez, he said while he held Kyrie's gaze. He's just like my mom. Carrie shook her head while Max stiffened unnoticed. No, she argued. More like my mom. Max cringed and prayed they didn't see it. They stepped out past Max and began walking down to the galley. Carrie turned her head back and Max arranged his face into what he hoped was a normal one. We're going to have to eat something first, Carrie said. Coming? Max patted his stomach and nodded, but when Carrie's head was turned, he let out a sigh. I really need to tell them soon, he thought as they walked down the hall. They entered the kitchen, and Sora and Kyrie quickly set about cooking a meal for the three of them, aided and abetted by their magic. Max sighed as he watched them, running Riku's message over in his mind and thinking of Roxanne. They make a great team, he thought as he watched Sora turn seasoned steaks on the built-in grill while Carrie added spices, milk, and margarine to mashed potatoes. When they open up that restaurant, they've got planned when this is all said and done. I'm eating there all the time. Forty minutes later, they had supped and the five of them were floated in the waters of Atlantica. Roxas and Amine having joined them, Zora and Carrie appeared as they had 
in Port Royal, while Roxas and Nominee were the same style except with white tails and a white bikini top for Nominee. They each held their keyblades for what they called a want to feel the cool water flowing through their hair. Max was the only one different. Goofy had been a turtle every time they had come to Atlantica with Sora and Donald. Max was nothing like his father when he had changed, and he wasn't like Donald who became a half octopus either. Max was a fish with the dorsal fin just above his and behind his head with two pectoral fins underneath the dorsal fin. Another fin was near his crescent moon shaped tail on his cream colored belly while a second dorsal fin was above it and just in front of his tail. His upper body and tail had turned into a rich navy blue while Max's upper jaw had elongated and flattened as it stretched into a sharp point at the end. The scabbard was sheathed over the jaw. Max was a swordfish, fitting since he wielded a sword. Sora looked around at his companions happily before taking in his surroundings. They were in a grotto filled with numerous pieces of coral of vibrant colors. Stone columns adorned with the living corals arched their way up from the sea's bed, embedding themselves in the walls of the grotto. Out in the distance, Sora could see King Triton's golden palace with its many towers. Sora watched as Max swam around on his own to get used to his tail when Carrie swam up to him. So, what do we do in Atlantica? She asked. Sora shrugged his shoulders. Well, he mused to himself, we sealed the keyhole the first time we were here and beat Ursula the Sea Witch. Then when we came back, we helped Ariel find her true love while defeating Ursula again and singing in a musical. Sora turned his head towards Kyrie and gave her a cheesy grin. Not much to do here at the moment. I can think of something you can do. Sora and the others turned their heads to see a merman with a head of white hair and a giant beard of the same color. His tail was a soft blue and on his brow rested a five-spiked golden crown while in his hands he held a golden trident. King Triton, Sora said, bowing before the monarch. Karen and the others hastened to do... Likewise, as Roxas and Nominate twisted their keyblades so their blades were pointed away from the king under the waves. After a moment, they raised their heads to see Triton staring at the keyblades in the hands of Roxas and Nominate. Sora cleared his throat nervously, and Triton looked at him. It seems the keyblade is deciding on choosing more wielders than just the chosen one, he said keenly. Actually, your majesty, Nominate said in a faltering tone as Triton's gaze came onto her. Roxas and I are Sora and Carrie's nobodies. That's why we can wield the Keyblade as well. Triton nodded his head at her. That makes sense, he said, but I'm still uncomfortable with more Keyblades making their appearance. Um, King Triton, Max piped up as he swam back down to Sora's group. What exactly did you have in mind for us to do? Triton looked at him for a moment as if trying to perceive his innermost secrets, and Max shied away from his gaze. Oh yes, Triton said in satisfaction. That... He turned his attention back to Sora. Since the Heartless, you, Donald, and Goofy practically eliminated the rulers of world order with your world hopping, Sora cringed away and Carrie placed a hand on his shoulder, thinking he would receive some form of punishment. Sebastian and Flounder, as well as Ariel, even though she now lives on the surface with her husband, have been asking me to start developing interworld relations at their prodding. I have seen the benefits and am hosting a benefit concert tonight with musical groups from other worlds. However, most of them are human, so... 
You'd like us, Roxas finished, to make sure they're okay with being underwater and lead them to the concert hall. Triton nodded his head. Correct, he said. Sora placed his hand to his chin and stayed silent for a moment until, until Carrie whispered something in his ear. Sora looked up at her with an inquiring look, and Carrie nodded her head nervously. We'll do it under one condition, he said at last, looking at the monarch in the eyes. King Triton became uneasy and shifted his eyes around. Sora finished before he could ask what the terms were. We get to sing as well. The king looked up in relief at the young Keyblade Master. Is that all? He asked with a chuckle. Well, in that case, I accept the terms. I'll send Sebastian Flounder to lead you to where the musicians and singers are. With that, the king swam away, and Carrie beamed at Sora and planted a kiss on his cheek. Thank you, Sora. She said a gushy expression flitted across Sora's face, and he looked at his love. Anything for you, Kyrie, he said. Max swam up to him and hit Sora on the top of his head with his scabbard. Ouch! Sora exclaimed as he rubbed, as he started rubbing his head. What was that for, Max? What are we supposed to sing? Max asked frantically. This is a really short notice, Sora. I need some time to prepare. Carrie giggled at his antics while Max kept swinging around in circles. Sora, Carrie, Max, Roxas, and Namne were all waiting backstage of the concert hall with the bands and other singers. They had made arrangements with them so that each of them would sing one song. Roxas and Namne would sing a duet, but since Roxas' parts were limited, he would also sing his own song afterwards. They could hear the dull roar of the crowd as Sebastian and King Triton made announcements. They're all sweating nervously, except Sora and Kyrie. She would have been sweating pounds off had Sora not had an arm wrapped around her shoulders and been speaking words of encouragement to her. He wasn't afraid of singing in front of the audience. He had done so before the last time he was here. The crowd suddenly roared in volume and the curtains rose. Sora slightly backed away from Kyrie as the light from below the curtain grew. The torrents of sound greeted them as the audience caught sight of Sora and they all swam forwards towards the microphones. Good evening, Atlantica, Sora belted out in the center mic. I hope you all enjoy the show and the opening act that consists of myself and my friends on my left. He raised his left hand and indicated Max at the far end. He's our good friend Max, a talented singer from abandoned Disney Castle. And next to him is my trusted nobody, Roxas who says I get my vo voice talent from him. The crowd roared at the introductions, and Sora raised his right hand. On my right, he continued as he motioned towards Naminé at the end, is Naminé, the nobody of someone very special to me, and next to me, my right hand. Sora turned his attention to Kairi and took her hand with his right. Is Kairi, one of the seven princesses of heart, and the girl who is first in my heart. Everyone cheered at them as Sora kissed her hand, and Carrie smiled. Sora, stop, she said playfully. You're embarrassing Max. The crowd laughed at her as Max swung his head around. Roxas chuckled and turned his head to look at the boy. Hey, Max, he said, striking a conversation. Why don't you sing about that girl back home waiting for you? Yeah, Nominee added. Tell us about Roxanne. Max smiled and swam a little further up to his microphone as a rock beat began to play and the lights dimmed except for a spotlight that shone on Max. I walked along the avenue I never thought I'd meet a girl like you Meet a girl like you
The audience who saw just noticed was full of teenagers and young adults with the odd cool adult thrust here and there, started jamming away and banging their heads. Sora, Kyrie, and the others grabbed their mics and started singing back up, slowly increasing the volume before Max began the second verse. Sora and the others drew back as Max took center stage, waving his head from side to side, feeling the instrumental music's taken away. ceased and Max bowed his head slightly as the lighting returned to normal. The applause and cheers rang out throughout the concert hall and they could distinctly hear King Triton clapping and cheering as well. Max looked around at his friends in appreciation before speaking into the microphone again. You know, he said slyly, I'm not the only one here who has a special someone. Max turned his head and looked past his sword at Kyrie. Wouldn't you say so, Kyrie? She placed a hand to her heart in a feigned shock. Who, me? She asked, looking around frantically. Everyone laughed as Sora feigned a look of hurt. Kyrie, he moaned. She turned and grimaced at him before placing a soft hand to his cheek. I was only joking, Sora, she said as she turned and wafted towards the microphone. The lights dimmed again and the spotlight fell on the princess just as the pop beat started. I still hear your voice when you sleep next to me. I still feel your touch in my dream. Carrie turned around and looked fondly at Sora, a warm light emanating from her heart. Forgive me my weakness, but I don't know why. Without you, it's hard to
stage opened in a flurry of movement between Sor and Carrie as the others retreated to the wings in the wake of the dancing teenagers. They were used to this kind of dancing, except now they had a new style to work with being underwater. They swam around and circled each other constantly, and Sora grabbed her hand and twirled Kyrie around before they came together as the music softened. Carrie continued as she caressed Sora's cheek with her hand. Your heart is my sky. They wipe away tears that I cry. The good and the bad times we've been through them all. You make me rise when I fall. Cause every time we touch, I get this Music stopped and the lights returned to normal as Sora and Carrie's lips met at the end of the song. Roxas and the others swam back on stage as Sora suddenly dipped Kyrie and she held on tighter while their lips remained locked. Roxas cleared his throat and they continued for a moment until Sora returned Kyrie to the, her upright position, if a little breathless, from how spectacular the kiss was. The country beat started to play. Sora and Carrie retreated to a safe distance as Roxas and Omni took center stage and the lights faded again. I think this one's about right mood after that kiss, Roxas said with a smirk as he turned his head and winked at the two currently bashful somebodies behind him. He began. Namne began pushing Roxas on the shoulder. I 
Namine began alone in a seductive and sexy tone. He and Nominee then kiss when they are finished to rambunctious applause and whistles, and theirs was even more spectacular than Sora and Kairi's and lasted longer. And when they surfaced, Nominee was completely breathless and swooning over Roxas's shoulder as Sora and Kairi returned to do backup noises for the next song. Let's jazz it up a little, Roxas said, and as the drums spit a quick shot before came a blast sound from the trumpets. The volume fell sharply after the trumpets blast, and all that could be heard was the bass, trumpets, and the keyblade trio snapping their fingers as Roxas grabbed the microphone. Well, it's a marvelous night for a moon dance. He started with a twinkle in his eyes as the crowd began to cheer and snap along. With the stars up above in your eyes, a fantabulous night to make romance neath the cover of October skies. And all the leaves on the trees are falling to the sound of the breezes that blow. And I'm trying to please to the calling of your heartstrings that play soft and low. And all the night's magic seems to whisper and hush. And all the soft moonlight seems to shine in your blush. Can I just have one more moon dance with you, my love? Some more romance with you, my love Well, I wanna make love to you tonight I can't wait till the morning has come And I know that the time is just right And straight into my arms you will run And when you come, my heart will be waiting To make sure that you're never alone 
There and then all my dreams will come true, dear There and then I will make you my own Anytime I touch you You just tremble inside And I know how much you want me That you can't hide Can I just have one more moon dance with you, my love? Brass is slowly advanced on Name as the instrumental music played and she playfully giggled at him as he bowed slightly before her while motioning forward slowly as Sora and Kairi continued to snap. Well, I want to make love to you tonight I can't wait till the morning has come And I know that the time is just right And straight into my arms you will run And when you come, my heart will be waiting To make sure that you're never alone There and then all my dreams will come true, dear There and then I will make you my own Anytime I touch you you just tremble inside And I know how much you want me That you can't hide Can I just have one more moon dance with you, my love? Can I just make some more romance with you, my love? Can I just have one more moon dance with you? My love, can I just make some more romance with you, my love, my love, my. Just one, one more moon dance with you. Yes, I do. Lights came back onto grand applause, and Roxas and Nominee shared another kiss. It wasn't as passionate as the previous one, but still got the audience going, hungry for more love on stage. Roxas looked at Sora for a moment as he gently removed his lips from Nominee before speaking into the microphone again. You all ready for Sora to sing his song? He asked. The crowd cheered in approval, and Roxas shook his head and placed a hand to his ear. I can't hear you. A thunderous clap rose from a private booth as Triton joined in the applause. He seemed rather to be enjoying himself as this concert was mostly for the youth anyway. All right, Roxas yelled before turning the mic over to Sora. Drum and keyboard began playing while Sora took several breaths before he began.
Sora turns his attention towards Kairi, who is waiting silently, her swirling eyes radiating her love for him with all intensity of a firestorm. Sora turned his gaze to her as he took the mic off the stand and swam up to her. Sora ended the song and lightly kissed Kairi's lips for a moment, but she threw her arms around Sora's neck and hung on to him as she deepened the kiss with all of her intensity. Max and the others swam back on stage and gently pulled the two lovers apart before spinning them around. The group on stage bowed low to everyone before swimming off and joining the crowd. More singers then came up to the microphones. Did you all enjoy the opening act? A man asked. Kairi smirked and nudged Sora as everyone hollered and whistled. The man on stage smiled warmly at them. Continuing on this theme already established, he said as the piano began to softly play behind him, this one goes out to all the lovers in the audience. Sharp day when the heat of a rolling wind can't be turned away. An enchanted moment, and it sees me through. It's enough for this restless warrior just to be with you and can you feel? 
they only learn that the twist and kaleidoscope moves us all in turn. There's a rhyme and reason to the wild outdoors when the heart of the star-crossed voyager beats in time with yours. And can you feel the love tonight? It is way. With that song, the Lugfest ended as many of the audience were in tears with how beautiful it was. Many jazz, country, and rock songs played after it. The crowd was singing along with them in appropriate places. But the final rock song burned on in the memories of the group of travelers. It started off with the drum solo followed by accompanying heavy electric guitar.
that is the end of the both the concert and the chapter. I hope you enjoyed it all. If you're wondering, all the songs in there were I Ran by Bowling for Soup, Every Time We Touch by Cascada, You're the One That I Want from the Grease soundtrack, Moondance by Michael Bublé, Two Hearts by Phil Collins, Can You Feel the Love Tonight by Sir Elton John, and Heeding the Call by Hammerfall. I really hope you enjoyed this because it took a bit of work. And if you want to be part of the story as a voice, then find me on Twitter at AnimeGuy1 or find me on Skype at AnimeGuyKurosaki1. And in the end, may the grace of the vow protect you. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.